Hi guys, just a reminder, this podcast will contain swearing, spoilers, and it is all our own opinion. What's going on guys, I'm Josh. And I'm Kate. And this is Pilot Error, the show you're only listening to because you can't be watching TV right now. How are you? I'm good, I've got a microphone that finally fucking works. Oh my gosh, we've had such a fuck around with these microphones. Yep. So now we've got one that actually, the cable fits in. Well, one of the USB things on your computer still fucked though. Yeah, well, we're still rocking the same computer, so. How's this for a glass of wine? That's, it's good serve. It's probably like four standard drinks in that glass. It's like half a bowl of wine. You'd hope so. Ooh. Shit's gonna get lit. Shit's gonna get lit. How's your weekend been? Well, our weekend. Man, so we haven't done anything, have we? I feel like I haven't spent any time with you, to be honest. We haven't, really, have we? You've been too busy. Busy little bee. I took the day off on Friday so I could go get tattooed by Stefan. Stefan? I don't know how you say his name. Steve. <laughs> Salomone. Stefan Salomone. Great artist. Seen him a couple of times at conventions. He does all pop culture stuff. So I hit him up, email, and I tried to get an appointment with him. I was like, oh, yeah, only the weekends sort of work for me because I work nine to five. And he's like, okay, so I actually don't have a weekend appointment available until the end of July. And this was in March when I booked it. Yep. I was like, oh, well, would you be happy to take a day off so you get in sooner? And I was like, okay, I'll take a Friday off. He's like, okay, the next Friday I have available is the middle of June. I was like, okay. Sweet. So I booked in, saw him on Friday, really good session, really nice guy. I got a Captain Toad tattoo, which I've been wanting for a long time. Had to wait three months to see this guy, but I think it was definitely worth it. It looks fucking sick, mate. Yeah, I love it. He was a little happy toad running with his pickaxe. Smashing it. Yeah, I really recommend him actually. Go on his Instagram. He works at Base 9 Tattoos in Mini Ponds, so not too far from us. And just outside of Melbourne. Yeah, I guess. Just for people who... Don't know where Moody Ponds is. Well, don't live at our house. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to tell you where we live. But yeah, it looks awesome. And I get to see it every day now because it's on your left side and you sleep on the right side of me. Yeah, so Toad's staring at you while while we're in bed watching TV. Yeah, but he TV. looks so happy, bro. He just like, he makes me pumped. Yeah. But I think it'll get to the point where he's like, he's too enthusiastic and too positive and that'll make <laughs> me feel like a really negative person because I've got to look at this fucking ecstatic mushroom every day. Yeah. It was pretty funny. The apprentice who worked at Base 9 took a video for the Instagram for the shop. Oh, what a dickhead. And he captioned it as Mario Mushroom. Mario Mushroom. I was like, yeah, it's not quite what it is, mate. It's not even fucking close, mate. But you know, his head kind of looks like the typical one-up Mario Mushroom, but he's not. He's He's got inverted colours. He's a character. But it's Toad. should know who Toad is. Well, you know, some people don't. Alice didn't know. Mate, Alice, what are you doing, bro? I feel like she'd know. Like, if I showed her a picture of Toad, she'd be like, oh, yeah. But some people just don't really know the name of the Nintendo characters and stuff. I just fine. I find it hard to relate to people who I find out have never played, like, Mario Kart or whatever. (laughs) You're just like, here's a chunk of your life that you've never had. So, I just assume that everybody has played Super Mario 64 or Mario Kart and shit. I know. Like, I wouldn't even say I'm a huge gamer or anything. Like, I love Nintendo games. A lot, but I'm not like a well, hardcore. Kids. Yeah, but I'm not like a hardcore gamer, you know, like I don't really play anything else apart from Nintendo games. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But I know 
all these people are, you know, and I'm not a super hardcore gamer. Yeah, that's right. Well, we played enough Mario Kart for you to know. Oh, yeah. So good. And yeah, this guy, Stefan, he's like a huge nerd. And so we were just talking about like games and movies and stuff the whole time. Okay, which clar- is really fun. clarify yourself, mate. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Nerds and geeks are different. Uh, So what is he then? So he'd be a geek. Geek, yeah. A pop culture geek. Yeah. Well, his favorite thing is Dragon Ball Z. And that's what he started tattooing. So he's a Dragon Ball Z geek. Yeah. No, but he's he's super he's super good. Awesome. Do you reckon you're going to get tattooed by him? I probably will. It's a bit of a lock-in, isn't it? Yeah, well, you have to book him like three months in advance. He told me his next... He's got two available sessions before November. Yeah, fuck that shit. And those probably won't be... They'll just be like midweek sessions as well. Yeah, and like for three hours or something. Mm. Mine ended up taking like five hours, so... What time does this shop close? Because you didn't finish till 9pm. Oh no, there was still another guy there tattooing as well. They will, you know, shops will stay open if you, if they're paying. still tattooing you. Yeah. yeah. But um, they're like, time is till seven, yeah? Like I think they're places. open till seven. But yeah, we were still going and this other guy was like tattooing his friend's ear, <laughs> inside her ear. Jesus. He was like, oh, I'm just going to, do you want me to just black it all out? Like she was just going to get the whole inside cartilage of her ear blacked out. But they ended up going with like a kind of triangular pattern in there. Right. But she looked like she was struggling. Mate. Did not sound fun. She was supposed to get both ears done. And after one, she was just like, nah. And she was full like covered in tattoos because I think she was a tattoo artist as well. Yeah. And she just couldn't handle it. Well, you don't know how long it's been since she got her last tattoo. Yeah. I mean, often I've heard that tattoo artists are the worst at getting tattoos. Yeah. Because they're so used to doing it that when they actually get it done, it's a lot harder for them. Well, yeah, because they've got to sit there. And do it on people who are struggling and they're just got to be like, oh, it doesn't hurt that bad. Like, just suck it up. Yeah. And you see that for, you know, 12 or 13 hours a day and then you go to get tattooed and you're like, oh, fuck. Mm. <laughs> and then often these more experienced tattoo artists are a bit older. And once you get older, your skin just fucks up and it hurts way more to get tattooed. So. Yeah, I bet. That's why we've got to get our asses into gear, mate. Exactly. If you're thinking about getting tattooed, do it now while you're young, while your skin is young. Yeah. Just or gets worse. Just now before it gets worse. If... You're an older listener to the podcast? Yeah, exactly. Any ages. You know, my dad just got his first tattoo and he's, what, 56 or something? Mate, Andy T smashing it. Yeah, got his first tattoo and he's already planning his next one. Like, good on him. What a boost. I guess we just wanted to touch on something a little bit more serious. Get the sad bit out of the yeah, way. Yeah, but this is, ve- this is very important to us. It's regarding the unfortunate death of Anthony Bourdain. If you guys don't know who he is, he's a very prominent, famous TV chef. And writer and traveler and all around. Yeah. Sick dude. Yeah, he's done heaps of TV shows and books and stuff. He basically just travels around to like these crazy places and hangs out with like crazy people, eats some weird stuff, drinks heaps, smokes yep. heaps of ciggies, does some uh, recreational drugs and just has a good time basically. He did, yes. He did have a very good time. Yeah, unfortunately, he decided to end his own life, which is a very prevalent problem at the moment. There's been quite a few celebrities lately that have um, committed suicide. So The thing about Anthony's suicide was that everybody saw it coming for a real long time. And I think so much that everybody was numb to it. Like, you always knew that it was a possibility. Yeah. Everything he did, and we watch it back now, and it's like even more obvious... But you could always tell he was one of those people. 
for in everything he's in and like mm. all of his books and shit. He's just always been that way. And I think that he's gotten to, he got to the age where people just thought it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And then he proved him wrong. He's always been like super cynical and like quite open about things he says about death and about hating life and that, but he kind of does it in like a jokey way Yeah, in his shows. But yeah, you watch it back now and you hear him say things and you're just like, oh, because it yep. just like really hits you like he's not around anymore and he's been saying these things for so many years. That's right. Yeah, it's really devastating. I guess we'll just uh, say if you, you're having those kind of feelings, look for help. There's talk to of, someone. Yeah, talk to someone. There's lots of resources. Go online, call Beyond Blue or Lifeline, all those things. Anybody, anybody. Yeah. There's lots of things out there for, for help. And I have had to seek help myself and there's nothing, you know, don't feel bad about doing it. Everyone needs help sometimes. That's right. No stigma. No. I think it's a lot better these days. As horrible as this, these situations are when prominent people commit suicide, it really opens up a dialogue. So something positive kind of comes out of it. People feel like it's not, you know, you're not the only one when you see these prominent people who are going through the same things as you. Yeah. But yeah, devastating. I'm very upset. I cried. Understandable. Yeah. Lots of celebrity deaths upset me. And it's kind of weird because you don't know them. But you kind of do. Yeah, they sort of become part of your life. Well, they are part of your life because a lot of the stuff they're in is just shapes you. Yeah. Yeah, I cried when Heath Ledger died. Understandable. And I cried when Chester Bennington died. I think we spoke about that on the podcast. Yeah, we did. Alan Rickman. Yeah, that was a rough one. I cried when he died as well. In the same week, I think it was a couple of days before, that fashion designer woman, Kate Spade, commit suicide as well. It was like a pretty intense week. I thought we just wanted to talk about that because that was like a pretty big thing that happened for us, I guess. Yeah, one of the few people, one of the few actual celebrities that we want to meet and hang out with and just talk to. Oh, definitely. If you got a chance to meet Anthony Bourdain, if he came to Melbourne, I'd be like, just take me somewhere mm -hmm. and we'll just do whatever you want. <laughs> And you just talk to him. And like, I think it would be one of those things where it wouldn't seem like much. And to him, it would seem like nothing, but it would change your fucking life. Oh, definitely. I think he changed lots of people's lives. Not always in a positive way. <laughs> when he's just like giving all these people like Xanax and stuff. Yeah. Like Valiums and anybody. <laughs> he's crazy. Oh, what a legend. Rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. You paved the way, mate. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some new TV that we've been watching. Back to the positivity. Yeah, well, is it? <laughs> the first thing on the on the list is yeah, let's keep the it going. Staircase. So, so Netflix let's... released their new documentary, The Staircase. New, like, making a murderer. Yeah. What did you think of it? Well, we haven't finished it yet. We're not quite done. We've gotten up to the part. Actually, spoilers, wanna... spoilers, 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 spoilers. It's still quite new. Do we want to spoil? I don't know. Have you watched it? No. So. We've just gotten up to the part. Okay. I'll leave out spoilers. Where he's. The verdict has been read. Yeah. And now it's sort of the next part of that. The aftermath of that. Okay. That's pretty good. I've quite enjoyed it so far. If you hadn't used the term aftermath, I think it would have been pretty <laughs> bit better. Oh, well. That's fine. No, I've enjoyed it. 
It seems a little bit more balanced than making a murderer, yeah. I would say. Because I didn't feel the whole time like, he's innocent, he's innocent, he's innocent. Which I kind of did more in making a murderer, I feel like. I think that it was pretty biased towards him. Because when I'm... Yeah, because you see his family and everything and... Well, yeah, but when I was watching it and the evidence they give and the people they have to present that evidence and the way that they show them... It was very geared towards him being innocent. Mm. It did give you, like, a leeway to believe otherwise. But I think most of that belief for me was because of Making a Murderer. Because, you know, we watched Making a Murderer and, like, all these people gave all this fucked evidence and everybody seemed super biased against this guy and, like, he seemed like he didn't do anything and then, like, his nephew went to jail and all this other shit. Then, what, uh, a month after we finished it, they were just like, yeah, he did it. He actually did Mm. it. Here was all the evidence they left out of Making a Murderer. Exactly. You read all these news articles afterwards and you're like, okay, wow, if they'd said that in the documentary, I might have actually thought differently. Yeah, it wouldn't have even been a documentary. Yeah. So I'm waiting for this to finish. Mm. So then that'll come out and then they'll be like, oh, it actually was this and like this was left out. Because they seemed like they played a lot of the court case. Yeah. But even in the show later on, they play bits they didn't play before. So that just supersedes in my mind that like, oh, they've just cut out huge bits. Mm. And you got to remember, they're making a TV show. Yeah, they're trying to sell they're it. They're trying to make an entertaining thing for people to watch. So they're gonna, they're gonna sort of lean one way or the other. Otherwise, it's not as interesting, I guess. Yeah, I think the main part that drove it home for me was when they do give the verdict, because up until that point, you're just like, oh, you know how it wants you to feel, and even though I knew that there's probably bias about it, I still felt that way a little bit. Mm. And then they give you the verdict, then you're like. God damn it, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> and, of course, because if it didn't go the way that it went, it wouldn't be a show. Yeah. It wouldn't be a documentary, it would be exactly. nothing. Yeah, but it would just be like, oh, okay. It's, it's still, like, yeah, annoying. <laughs> We've still got a fair few episodes to watch, I think. We've got three, I think, three, three or four. four. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with it, the general case is that this woman dies. She's found at the bottom of the stairs by her husband. He calls 911 the police kind of think straight away that he's responsible and he sort of had an altercation with her and beat her in the stairway. But obviously the defense is saying that she just fell down the stairs. Yeah. And yeah, that's the case. And it just follows him in the courtroom, follows his family. His family are all like pretty supportive of him. Except for one of them. Yeah. You get a little bit of insight into his family and it's, it's pretty weird and it can be a little bit uncomfortable at times, but it's very interesting. I mean, I'm I'm all about crime stuff. Like, I love crime, true crime, and well, yeah, we we found forensic files on Netflix, and you lost your fucking shit. Because <laughs> it's like what nine collections of forty-eight episodes, and we're just like, oh my god, yes, yeah, there's this is gonna be there's awesome. hundreds of episodes, and they're all just twenty-minute little cases. Yeah. Where they've used forensic evidence to solve the case. And lots of them are like cold cases from the 80s or whatever that get solved like 15 years later when they've got DNA. Yeah. Um, and it's like they had it in the fridge and they kept it in the fridge for 20 years. Yeah. And, like I just find that stuff so interesting. Like imagine where forensic science is going to be 20 years in the future. It's It'll incredible. Minority Report, mate, where they predict that you've committed the crime already and put you in jail <laughs> before you do it. True. Everybody's in jail all the time. Yeah. Yeah, what, like every crime or just like violent crimes? 
Oh, I can't remember. I never paid that much attention. It's like we know you're going to run a red light. Yeah, next well, it was year on July. Yeah, so you get a July ticket. 5th. You get a ticket for that red light. <laughs> but then, like one time, it'll be like, oh, I I ran that red light because I was reading the letter that told me I was going to get a ticket for running this red light, and then they'll be like, oh shit, <laughs> did we oh, do what? it? That's what's that's what it would be. That was the thing in Minority Report is just besides the fact that it was done by, you know, three naked women in pools were predicting the future. <laughs> How could you accuse somebody of a crime they haven't actually committed? Because you've technically changed the future. So, technically, the crime hasn't happened. Yeah, to be honest, that's pretty ridiculous. If it comes to that, I think a lot of people are going to have stuff to say. Well, that's why I started I've Tom never Cruise, seen Minority it? Report. Haven't you? No. Holy shit. I know, it's a bit of a classic. I should probably watch it. Classic hunk of crap. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't watched The Staircase... I'd say watch it. It's pretty entertaining. If you like crime stuff, especially, get on it. If you like Making a Murderer, get on it. I think they're actually making like another season of Making a Murderer. How? To like update on what's happened with... Oh, yeah, I could see that. Maybe not a season. Maybe like two episodes or something. Yeah, maybe like a two-hour special or something. But the thing that I liked about The Staircase was that each episode something like new came up and it was like fresh... Yeah. And like it changed every episode. It wasn't just like we're up to this point, we're at this point. It was like, oh, one episode, like here it is. And then yeah. the second episode, it's like, here's all this other shit. Oh, the way, they, the way they've done it is like, pretty cool. Yeah. it's It keeps you engaged. It did very well to keep me engaged. Speaking of crappy documentaries, <laughs> what have you been watching recently that's been pretty questionable? For some reason, Netflix has had this huge boom of informational documentaries where every episode is about something different. Yeah. So the ones that we've watched are called The Art Of and Explained. Yeah. The Art Of is obviously more about creative stuff. So I think we watched an episode on brewing. Yep. What were the other ones that we watched? Uh, magic and like flavor, I think. Yeah, like taste. Yeah. About cooking and stuff. That one was probably better than Explained, I would say. I oh, found yeah. that a bit more interesting, but... I think the main problem with these two documentaries is that we found them very surface level. They're so surface level. You get no in-depth information. You don't learn. Realistically, if you knew nothing about the topic, you might learn something. Yeah. But if you know basic information about the topic, it doesn't go in-depth enough. It's just like, explain, we watched an episode about K-pop. And it was like, this is why K-pop's really popular. And you're like, if I'd watched one K-pop video clip, I would know why K-pop was so popular. <laughs> but I think a lot of going. people don't, know anything about k-pop yeah i can understand so you might find that interesting but we were like okay we know all of this like this is really boring yeah it's strange because they're packaged in a way where you only have to watch the ones with stuff you're interested in but you're interested enough to watch it you'll be interested enough to know the stuff that it contains exactly so it's kind of a weird way to make a show yeah explained as a netflix series so they're pumping that out week to week and I don't know who made The Art Of, but The Art Of is a bit more interesting because it's like, this is how they make beer and this is how they make coffee and it's pretty surface level, but it's still interesting enough and they show you how they do it. Yeah, I liked that one when we watched the taste one and you went into the Jelly Belly factory. That was pretty cool. Well, yeah, because they went into the Jelly Belly factory. Yeah. Of course you were happy with that. <laughs> I like that. Oh, we also watched one on cryptocurrency, explained cryptocurrency, we and did. that was really boring as well. Oh my God, it was so boring. If you've even listened to like one podcast that vaguely talks about crypto, you'd know everything. Even if you just had the word cryptocurrency said to you, like you probably know. 
Yeah. And it was boring. And the way that they, they tried to explain how cryptocurrency works in the field and how you get it and what we're using it for. And they did not explain that very well at all to the point where it would have been like confusing to somebody coming in without like yeah. prior knowledge. So the only in-depth part was too confusing and ill-explained. Ill it wasn't very good. Yeah, I think I probably wouldn't watch any more of the explained one unless there was something that I didn't know anything about. But I feel like we both know a little bit about... It sounds really full of ourselves. We know a little bit about most things, I'd say. Well, yeah. Anything that you're interested in, you're going to know something about it. And that's the thing. We'll be going through those episodes and it'll be like, oh, this. And you're like, oh, I don't have any interest in that. So I don't have enough interest to watch the documentary. Mm. But if you do have interest, you already know what they're going to say. So it's dumb. Yeah, it's silly. It's a really dumb way. It's just like reinforcement for people. Mm. So it's just like people who think that they're... Into, this is, I'm talking about this now. We're digging ourselves a whole bit. Fuck them. So people who think that they're intelligent and then they're just like, watch a documentary that like reaffirms my intelligence. <laughs> but it's like the most surface level 24 minute documentary I've ever seen. It, It's just nothing. It's really strange. I don't know who they're making it for. I don't know why they're pumping money into it. I mean, it's kind of like a good background thing to watch, I guess, if you just want to put something on that you're not really watching. Maybe that's what they're going for. They're going for like the background noise market maybe i don't know it seems like it would be a nice thing to fall asleep to to have a nap to (laughs) yeah but you know you can get like five hours of a fireplace like crackling on youtube for free so i like to sleep to gossip girl so yeah but that's because you've seen it this is something you would sleep to that you haven't seen because it's not interesting enough to stay awake for yeah i just really love the background noise of gossip girl it's really comforting to me it's all your friends talking nostalgic yeah and then, I, yeah, I can just hear them talking, have conversations, and it, like, lulls me to sleep. I love it. Every time I have a nap, right? Yep. Gossip Girl. I on. just chuck it on. Yeah. It's so cute. Whenever you see me fall asleep, you just, like, put Gossip Girl on and then go and, like, edit the podcast or something. Yeah. Well, you're sleeping, so <laughs> why not? That's my life. I nap all the time. Nap queen. Yeah. We'll stay on the Netflix track. And I just wanted to quickly mention a trailer that came up. Holy shit. So I saw the, the thumbnail for this and it had the guy from Workaholics, Anders, right? Yeah. I don't, know what Anders. His, I don't know what his name is. Who cares? Anyway, I was like, <laughs> oh, this could this could be like as a new comedy with Anders from Workaholics. Yeah. And I watched the, the trailer before you and you then you saw the thumbnail and you were like, oh, Anders from Workaholics. And I was like, watch the trailer. Just, just see. Yeah. So what did you think? He's been alone in, he was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Not with the other two guys. Yeah. Because it wasn't too absurdist. But he played a tall Swiss person. Classic. So that was pretty lame. He was in that and that was okay. But he was just playing a character who wasn't very funny. And now they've made this trailer. And they've made this show, which has an unfortunate trailer. Which is about the guy has sex with... What's her name? Mindy. That like Mindy whatever. Fucking who cares. From the Mindy and, Project. Yeah. Uh, she was in it, so I was straight away just like, nah, this isn't for me. Oh, you don't like her? No. I'd... What what positive qualities does she have for me? <laughs> What's the other show that she's in? The Mindy Project, isn't it? No, not Parks and Rec. What's the other one? The Office. Mm. Oh, is she in The Office? I don't know. Oh, that's going to bother me. Don't hurt yourself. Don't worry. Okay. Anyway, not a big fan of Mindy. But essentially he's had sex with her and she's had a son and that son is gay. And then he has to come to terms with the fact that that son is gay, which he's not that old. 
What, the guy? Like, Anders, as a person, and probably like in this show, is not old enough where having a gay son would be a concern that you would have to get over. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't know about the kid, but it's more that the kid is gay than that he had the kid at all. Yeah, that's how it came off in the trailer. Is the concern. I don't know if that's how it actually is, but that's how it comes off, and it just seems a little bit cheesy and cheap and... It's awful. A bit weird. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't think in real life if he had a gay child that it would be of any concern. So it's not believable as a character either. There just was no, no plot interest in the trailer at all. I don't understand where they're going to go with it. No, it's just an excuse to have a kid in the show who can make gay jokes and it's fine. Yeah, because he did. And the joke that they put in the trailer was so cringe. It was like... What do they talk about? They make like a football reference or something? No, it says a curve. He threw him a curveball. Oh, a baseball reference. Yeah. And he goes, so a curveball is, and he goes, yeah, I know what a curveball is. It's a pitch that's hard to hit. I'm gay, not foreign. That's offensive. That is a rough thing to put in a show at all. I couldn't tell, like, is it trying to be progressive? Because that is not a progressive joke. Isn't <laughs> and that the show making fun of everyone, like, immigrants <laughs> everybody. <to America? laughs> and then... Yeah, everyone. And his mum's Indian anyway. That was like the... The build-up. The punchline joke the punchline of for the, the trailer. trailer. And then that was the end of the thing. And it was like, oh, we haven't even said the name of the show. It's called Champions. I don't know why it's called Champions either. Don't know. Anyway, we will not be watching that. It looked like absolute crap. It did, yeah. Another trailer that we saw, this is actually a stand show. Um, for some reason, they're putting Jim Carrey in a new show. I have not seen this yet. I thought that his career was dead, though. It's not. It's Jim Carrey. But he had the whole like anti-vaxxer thing that happened and everyone's like, you're pretty crazy. That's because he's crazy. But I think he's still, he sort of had a bit of a comeback. He's still Jim Carrey. He's got enough clout to get a show. There's some nostalgia there for sure. Yeah. This show, he is a child entertainer. So he does like puppet work and that. All right. And then I think maybe his wife like leaves him or something. Like he has some life dramas that aren't work related and he kind of has this like existential crisis. Okay. And it's just about him like trying to work out who he is because he's only known by this, I think it's called Mr. Pickles or something. He's only known as that. I hope and it's so, not called Mr. Pickles. No, I'm pretty sure it is Mr. Mr. Pickles. Pickles. Mr. Pickles. <laughs> Haven't you seen that? That's like an adult swim show and it's called Mr. Pickles and yeah. it's about a dog who is a Satanist oh, and the dog like murders people and it has like a den made out of human flesh under its kennel and like its family's just fucking dumb and they don't understand that Mr. Pickles is like a demon <laughs> except for the grandfather who's just like spends his day trying to prove that the dog is evil. So the dog just kills people and like drags them into his kennel. Wow, that sounds weird. Oh, man, it's crazy <laughs> shit. But Adult Swim, so like a classic. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to like find himself or something. So that's it. So he thinks that he's the puppets and that's it. And that's his deal. Yeah, he's having like a crisis about who he is or whatever. Right. That's all I got from the trailer. I don't actually know what the proper plot is, but that's all it really gave you. I've got to say, it you don't... kind of weird and a bit creepy, to be honest. I'm going to say, you don't really need a show, a whole show for that. There's an episode of King of the Hill <laughs> where Bobby That's my purse! I don't know you! gets a Chuck Wood doll and then he not only has to learn all the jokes for the doll but then he realises 
And this is a 22 minute episode of King of the Hill. And it's funny at least. And then he learns that nobody gives a shit about him. And they actually just think that the doll is cool. Well, there you go. That sounds like what this guy, like what Jim Carrey feels like. In there you show. go. Don't watch the Jim Carrey show. You can watch one episode of <laughs> King of the Hill. It'll be very easy to find. <laughs> you would say that though, because you love King of the Hill. Man, it's awesome. My God, are you still talking? What in the hell? It's the best show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so staying in the Stan realm, we started watching this show called Just Another Immigrant. Man. Do you want to say the guy's name? Ramesh. Ranga Ranganathan? Right, Ramesh Ranganathan. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. Do you want to talk a little bit about who Man, he is? Man, it was time? awesome. He So, Ramesh is a UK comedian. I've seen him in a lot of things, and I've seen mm. his like stand up at the Apollo and stuff. He's just very like, what's his? He's got a hashtag, deadpan comedy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So his hashtag is deadpan comedy because he's just like that kind of comedian. Mm, it's like classic British humor. But he is—he's pretty funny. He's not like—he's never made me laugh out loud in a stand-up or a show or whatever. But he just sort of has a look that he does. And that's his main comedic thing is that people tell him things and he just looks at them <laughs> and it is brilliant. And this show is just an excuse for him to look at people pretty much. So he famous in the UK, multiple award winning comedian, and he wants to make it work in the US. So he's going to move his whole family over to the US and he's going to, he's booked out like the Greek theater, which is like 20,000 seats or something. Is it 20,000? Something ridiculous like that. And then... He's booked it, but he hasn't sold any tickets. So he has to try to like sell all the tickets to this fucking show. And then he's moving his family over there and they have to buy a house and like, it's mad. He's got kids as well, right? He's got three kids. Yeah. And he's so funny. He's there the first day and he talks to some promoters and they're all shit. And then he goes and has a taco and he meets like the guy at the ta- who owns the taco stand. And then that's his only friend. So he like... Hangs out with this taco vendor. What's his name again? Oh, man. I can't remember. But yeah, they just become best friends after just like one, one day. day. But he's so funny. And then he like has to buy a... Like he has to find a house for his family. And his wife in the UK is like, Oh, I found this house. It's really good. And he goes and has a look at it. And it's $16,000 a month to rent. <laughs> and he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she really wants that house. It's so great. It's just like... This sarcastic, like, deadpan. I we think that it's a big part, portion of it is scripted yeah, because definitely. it's too perfect. Yeah, you can tell that some of them are acting, but it's fine. But it's all about his yeah. reactions to things. Yeah, and it's really funny. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I'd recommend it. It's coming out week to week, isn't it? It is. I think there's On four Stan. episodes out at the moment. We've, and watched, we've watched two of them. Two. Yeah, it's great. I'd really recommend that, actually. Like, a lot happens, and there's a lot of characters, and there's a lot of funny parts, and I've actually laughed out loud at this show. Yeah, yeah. His so, uncle um, ends up coming out to try and, like, help him get jobs and find a house and stuff. His name's Uncle Rags. Rags is crazy. <laughs> He's so great. But, yeah, what a character. It's really funny, and I'd really recommend if you got Stan to just check it out. Yeah, definitely. Should we move on to movies or do we want to do Kate's Corner first? Do you, you have mostly Mo- Mine's mostly TV. TV related. So let's go to Kate's Corner. Kate's Corner. Bring. Oh, what's the new sound? So if you remember from last week, you made a sound <laughs> and that's going to be your new Kate's Corner sound. What was the sound? It's just you going. 
into the microphone for a bit. So I said I'd, I promised that I would put that over the top of the Kate's Corner sound. So that's All your right. new so Kate's Corner done. sound. That, that, um, that order of business is done with. Yep. I've watched so much TV lately. Like, I don't think you even understand. <laughs> I don't know how, but I've managed to smash out two entire shows. They're one season, <laughs> but still. Two entire seasons is pretty good. Yeah. In the last two weeks or whatever. So I have been wanting to watch this show for ages. It's called Sweet Bitter. It's on Stan. I wanted to watch it because the woman in it is fucking beautiful. Like it can't even. It just looked interesting because the picture is her like with a glass of wine. And I was like, oh, beautiful woman and wine. That looks like my kind of show. Kate's hottest ladies of 2018. <laughs> oh, we should do that. <laughs> Number one. Black Lisa. pink, black pink, <laughs> black pink, not Jisoo. And then other people. <laughs> oh, poor Jisoo. Yeah, the show was actually really good. And I've read some reviews on it. And there's very mixed opinions. Lots of people think it's a show written for millennials by millennials, which I can see. It's, I feel like it's a very limited market for the show. Because it's a little bit wanky. A little bit wanky? Yeah. It's kind of hard to explain. But it's about this woman who is from a small town. She moves to New York. Because she just wants to get away from being in a small town. Like, pretty cliche, right? But she ends up getting a job at this pretty, like, fancy restaurant. And it's all just about the characters who work at the restaurant and how crazy it is to work as a waitress in New York City. She kind of gets thrown into this crazy world of, like, drugs and drinking and relationships. So it's a workplace, com- like, a workplace series. Yeah. I was going to say workplace comedy. There's some very, very interesting characters. And the first time you meet all the characters, they're at work in their work uniforms. And then when you actually see them outside of work, you see their personalities come out. Okay. As she gets to know them. And it's just, it's a very interesting kind of character study in a way. It's from a book as well. So it's very like character driven, which is cool. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of plot. It's more like just stories of these weird people working in this restaurant together. So it's not an overarching plot, but it's no, more like small no. plots. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't really like that kind of thing, so I can understand the mixed reviews on it. I don't know if they're going to do another season or not, but no, I'd really recommend it. I think so, it's cool, especially if you're like a young person. The way you've explained it to me is it's like a BuzzFeed article <laughs> of a TV show. It's like the 12 people you'll work with in your lifetime. Which famous Chris is your soulmate, no matter what you win? Today we're gonna eat like Donald Trump for all of our meals. 29 things about being a human except 15 of them are sort of just about being any animal. We've got a lot in common with things that are alive. Is it sort of like that? Character studies, but for people that like, it's like, oh, here's a person you've definitely met and here's a person you've definitely known and a person you definitely yeah. work with. Yeah. The characters are very like over the top, like caricatures kind of thing. There's okay. like the mysterious guy that she's in love with, but he's a dickhead. Then there's like the the flamboyant, like Russian guy. And then there's like the super sultry woman. Then there's like the crazy lesbian, you know, it's like caricatures of people the crazy le- is that a caricature crazy lesbian well it's like a stereotype but you do get that in television a fair bit right like a bit of an out there lesbian character have you not seen that maybe it's mostly in shows that i watch yeah maybe you watch some pretty offensive shit no it's not offensive at all it's not offensive it's just like it's, it's something that shows like to do for some reason make but they're always like empowered you know make the lesbians look cool and strong is that what yeah. they do 
So they're yeah. over overcompensating for how they've treated them in the past. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah, we'd recommend Sweet Better on Stan. There's only one season. It's about six episodes, I believe, that are only 40 minutes long. So it's super quick to just smash out if you just feel like some... It's pretty easy watching. Okay. So it's not like super dramatic. It's a little dramatic, but not, not over the top. I yeah. don't know what your view of easy watching is then. <laughs> I don't know. It's easier watching than like forensic. Oh, forensic files is easy watching. Made it so easy. easy watching. The only thing that hasn't been easy watching that I've watched recently is 13 Reasons Why. And next section of Kate's Corner. And Segway. Segway. <laughs> I, f- I finished watching it. Overall, I'm glad that I watched it, but... I did have a lot of problems with it, which I know a lot of people did. Okay. I think I might have actually preferred season one over this one. And I know season two, they were trying to backtrack from a lot of things and compensate for the mistakes they made in season one. So is that your key complaint about the season? Is that it was, it took everything that was good about the first season and then like worked backwards to basically dismantle their own important points? A little bit. But I feel like sometimes the show kind of goes out to shock a little bit too much. Okay. And it's like a little bit uncomfortable because the whole thing is this trial that's going on. So it brings up Hannah again, who obviously committed suicide in the first season and brings out all these other terrible things in inverted commas that she's done that supposedly don't make it the school's fault that she killed herself. What? So it's like a little bit of like victim blaming in a way. It also brings up a lot more about rape and the guy who raped Hannah and um, raped another character in the show. They're trying to like prosecute him as well. Yeah, it's just like super controversial. And the one main thing that I thought was very unnecessary, this is going to be quite explicit saying this actually, but one of the characters who he's the one that you're sort of following and you know that he wants to perhaps perform a violent crime on the school. I spoke about this last episode. Yep. So the whole time you're kind of seeing this guy's story, knowing that he might want to potentially carry out a school shooting, right? Yeah. And it's kind of showing like, oh, but this happened to him and this is going on in his life. And it almost seems like they're kind of... Trying to justify. Justify like, oh, this is why people perform these violent school shooting crimes. Jesus. So it's a little bit weird. And the final like thing that makes him break is he basically gets sodomized with a broomstick handle. Right. In the bathroom at school. Right. And you, you kind of like, you don't see it, but they really do everything but show it. Does okay. That, do you know what I mean? Like they skirt around it in a way that you don't actually see it, but... There's no questions. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Right. It was pretty intense to watch. Yeah, it made me feel pretty shit. <laughs> well. And then after that, that's when he, he wants to go to prom and like shoot shoot up prom. He ends up not doing it, but spoilers. That's the last episode where he goes to prom. Um, so yeah, it was fucking intense. So just nothing came of it? Is that the outcome? I think at the end, like he ends up just, he gets talked down from it and runs away before the cops get there. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, the rapist gets arrested, so that's pretty good. Well, as they all should. Yeah. But yeah, so crazy. Like, I can't believe how controversial this show is. And apparently they've been renewed for season three. Great, more to look forward to. I don't know what they're going to do with season three, but yeah. <laughs> this season has been super controversial. Heathfield complained, tried to get it taken off Netflix. Hasn't happened. I think the main issue people had with it was the the scene that I mentioned, the very graphic. Well, there's more graphic shit than that on Netflix already. I know, but I think because the stuff is like so real. Okay. It's like, you know, it's you could watch someone get decapitated in, you know, Jessica Jones or something and people wouldn't complain about it because it's like an action show. But nobody complained about like Go with the Dragon Tattoo or... Those things, things are still controversial like... though, I feel like. And people do kind of arc up about those things as well. The point is that it's supposed to be controversial yeah, and it's supposed yeah. to make you confront it. Just yeah. because you're a delicate fucking flower, <laughs> swearing is fine and like, well, I think swearing is fine because, you know, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. But <laughs> swearing is fine. Decapitations are fine. Explosions and deaths and murders, all that sort of shit is fine. Yeah. But like, don't make me confront this thing Suicide. that happens... To lots, yeah. yeah. Don't make me confront this thing that happens to heaps of people all the time. No, I agree with you. Like, I think overall, I think 13 Reasons Why has its place. Lots of people feel like it doesn't have have its place and it should not even be on TV. Yeah. But I think, you know, it it starts a conversation and they have tried to make an effort to provide resources during the episodes. Like, before the episodes, they give you like trigger warnings. They give you like links to resources to use if you're, you know, feeling affected by the things that you're seeing. And then they do like an after show where they talk about the issues and talk about what you you can do if you see someone that's in the position that Hannah was in or if you're feeling in that position, like, you know, what you can do to talk to someone or whatever. Yeah. So they really do try to make effort. They're not just like, here you go, watch this fucking gratuitous fucking show. Like there's, there's stuff point. going on in the background that they they really do try to but there's a point to, to convey yeah definitely it's not just put it out there so that people talk about the fact that we did it yeah well that's my two cents on 13 reasons why you can disagree with me if, if you want that's fine yeah fuck yeah just quickly i watched another season of a show called the sinner yep it's jessica beale and it's about beelzebub yeah <laughs> it, she's basically like a family woman she's married with a little kid the first episode, spoilers, she's at a beach. She sees this couple like making out on the beach. She, she hears them playing this music and she basically just flips a switch, goes and like stabs this dude to death, right? Gets arrested. The whole rest of the season is this cop trying to work out why she did it because she's got this kind of memory block about this two months in her life where she doesn't know what happened and he thinks it's related to why she committed this crime. Okay. And yeah, it's just him unraveling it. And it's very, very interesting. You sort of learn different things bit by bit as each episode goes past. Mm-hmm. I think it's only eight episodes or something. So no wasted time. No, it's it. Yeah, there's no, never a dull moment in it. No filler episodes. You're learning stuff constantly. If you just like mystery shows, you know, I love, I love a mystery show. And yeah, it's just a very quick, concise little mystery show. You can smash out really quickly. And yeah, the story ends up being pretty crazy and unbelievable. Like, I don't even know how they came up with it. Mm. It's very, very interesting. So yeah, that's on Stan. You can just smash that out. Hooray! (laughs) The last thing of Kate's Quarter, finally. 
wanted to mention RuPaul's Drag Race because the finale is next week. All right. I actually thought it was this week. You did, and I yeah. I was wrong. You freaked out at me when we got up in the morning. I've got to watch it before I find out on Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, just chill out. And then I saw there was four people and I was like, that's a weird finale. But the finale still is going to be four people because yeah. they didn't eliminate anyone. Ru fucked me up again. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody RuPaul. <laughs> yeah, but I always end up getting spoiled on Instagram because I'll go onto my explore page and there'll be like a meme literally like an hour after the episode comes out. Like, mm. oh, this person got eliminated. And I'm like, Ugh. it's usually I don't watch it until a day or two after it comes out. So I just don't have the time. Well, yeah, you can't care about anything and have Instagram at the same time. They're like, they have to be mutually <laughs> exclusive things. That's true. So yeah, finale next week, it's Asia O'Hara, Cameron Michaels, Eureka, and Aquaria. I'm not completely fussed about who wins. Because all hate... your favourites went home? Yeah. I don't hate any of them. I don't love all of any of them. I just like them all. Like, they're all fine. Miss Cracker was my favourite and she went home, so sad. I think any of them will be good winners, so we shall see. And that is the end of Kate's Corner. Kate's Corner. I love how it always has a secondary theme and it always changes. <laughs> you know it. Are we going to move on to movies? So we had to pick up an album this week and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But while I was in JB Hi-Fi picking it up, I happened across Black Panther, which had come out on DVD that day, I'm pretty sure. So, really? grabbed it for Kate, brought that it back day. home. I think it was that that day it came out on DVD. Or maybe the day before. Mm. One of those big fuck-off displays and shit. Uh, so, grabbed it, brought it home, smashed it out. What did you think of it? I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I think it was way more hyped up than it probably deserved. Yep. But it was still a very solid movie. Oh, it was really good. It was sold to you like... One thing when it actually is another thing, a little bit. What do you mean? So it's just like he is Batman, but with more money, mm-hmm. and everything is based on like the beginning of African culture rather than this. And it's like, no, they're just greedy pricks, and that's what the show is about. <laughs> they're trying to protect their people. Yeah, their people, not Africa. No, but they do help some African people. Yeah, they're like the police or whatever. Well, he's the police. But I thought it was a pretty good film. I liked it. I liked all like the visuals and stuff and the concepts are really good. Mm. And the cast is really good. Costumes and are cool. And you put Martin Freeman in this fucking thing. <laughs> oh, I love Martin Freeman. Exactly. He's like the, only, the only white person in That's the That's what I mean. How can you make it an all black cast and then there's one person and it's Martin Freeman and then you expect me to hate this film? Are you joking me? It was great. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> My favorite character was the sister. I assumed you were going to say the sister. Yeah, she's so good. She was like the technology master. Yeah. I guess she's kind of like, what's the guy's name in Batman? Who does all the technology stuff? Uh, I believe his name is Batman. Because it's Batman. (laughs) I like the butler guy. Alfred is his butler. He's not his technology person. Bruce Wayne, i.e. Batman, does all of it. (laughs) Cut that bit out. You have in the newer Batmans, you have like... Uh, your Morgan Freeman character who like works for their oh, industries right. and like yeah, he yeah. makes some of the biggest shit. But in the real Batman, he builds all his own crap. Because he's like, 
Yeah, or, he, or he takes other people's technologies and fixes them because he's the one who's super intelligent. Yeah. And a detective and a ninja. So I was talking to Stefan while I was getting my tattoo and we were talking about Black Panther. Yep. And I mentioned that she was my favorite character, right? And he's like, oh, I really hope that she's like Iron Man's prodigy. Because apparently in the comics, he like passes down his like knowledge or whatever to like a black woman. Yeah. Like a young black woman. And he's like, I really hope it's Black Panther's sister. And I was like, oh my God, I hope so. Because I, I wanted more of her in the movie. Like you got a bit of her, but I was just like, can we just watch her? I want to <laughs> see her story. She's fucking cool. Well, maybe they've set it up like that, but I feel like she's got all her own technology is already good enough. Yeah. She's got the rock or whatever. What's the rock called? I can't remember. Iron Man doesn't have that rock. No. So we shall see. But in the comics, obviously, she's not Black Panther's sister. But who knows? If they want to blend the universes together, that could be a pretty cool way to do it. We didn't blend the universes together. Oh, he's already in the Avengers. That's right. (laughs) But still, that would be great. I want to see more of her. Do you think they'll do another Black Panther movie? Well, he's sand, isn't he? What do you mean? I don't. I mean, I haven't oh, seen Infinity got, Wars, but oh, okay, yeah, he got killed by. But there's always or whatever. But the Black Panther doesn't matter who it is. It's just like whoever's designated to be the Black Panther next, done all the shit. He was actually probably one of the least interesting characters <laughs> in, in the, the film. Movie. Yeah. His sister was the most interesting. And then the other woman, like the leader of the troops. Yeah. She was really interesting. I don't know. Like, I didn't mind him. He was okay, but. The villains were pretty good. Yeah. Who was your favorite villain? What do you mean? Who's who's the villain again? I can't even remember. There's the Irish guy who's got like the tattoos and shit. Oh, yeah. He's great. And then there's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. What a ledge. What a ledge. So he watched one of those things on YouTube that's like, here's all the new animation movies that are coming out. So this is a bit of a segue into the show we picked to do in the episode. So we're a bit animation focused at the moment with Incredibles 2 coming out. Yeah, that was one of the trailers that was in this little YouTube video. Very excited for that. It came out on Thursday, I believe. Yep. So I think we should go watch that next weekend, maybe. Maybe Friday night or something. We'll see what happens. I would love to go watch it. I've been really looking forward to it. The trailers looked really funny. Like, there's a lot with the little baby. He's very cute. I love that little baby. <laughs> I'm excited. Jesus. The other movies that were in it, some of them were so good. Lego Movie 2, I'd say, looked okay. Everything is Mediocre. Awesome. I'd probably watch it. It looked pretty boring, didn't you think? I'd still watch it, though. It'd probably have some pretty great jokes. I loved the first one, and I think the main guy character... And the main girl character. They're, they're pretty cool. I like them. I just really like that it's like the juxtaposition. So they build this like Mad Max world. But that guy's the same. Yeah. He's still just like living life like everything is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's an apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Lego Batman was a peak in that whole thing. I loved Lego Batman. Oh, so it's a great film. For respect for Lego Batman, I will watch Lego Movie 2. I think they know what they're doing with those movies. Yeah. It's a real good blend of everything. Comedy, action. It's good for kids, good for adults. Are we adults? Yeah, we're adults, I guess. Yep. You're late 20s in a month, mate. You're already late 20s, mate, so don't even fucking start with me, hey? Yeah, go fuck yourself, bro. (laughs) (laughs) No, that looked good. 
Incredibles 2 obviously looked good. Wreck-It Ralph 2 is coming out. Yep. It looks like they... Is it 2 or is it the third one? No, it's the second one. Oh, okay. They're going into the internet for some reason. Yeah, Jesus. I don't know why they're going into the internet, but they also end up somehow... Oh, no, it's because they go to Disney. Yeah, they go to the Disney website. Like Disney.com or something. And Glitch meets all the Disney princesses. Yeah, I really like that scene. I've seen that a few times just like online because it's like a super, you know, feminism thing. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's good. It's a good joke. Yeah. All the princesses meet her and they're like, she's like, I'm a princess too. And they're like saying all these things that they're dealing with being princesses. Like, oh, did you get rescued? Oh, were you poisoned? Like, did this happen to you? Did this happen to you? Like what happened to all of them in their stories? Yeah. And she's like, no, no. And then they're like, oh, do they, does everyone think that your success is just due to some big strong man coming and saving the day? And she's like, yep. And they're like, she's a princess. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, feminism. So that's pretty cool. I like that bit. But I don't really know how the rest of the movie's going to go. Probably not well. I wouldn't watch it at the cinema, but I would definitely watch it. I would not pay for it, no. No, but i definitely watch it. Because I, I quite like the first movie. I think Glitch is a really cute little character. I like her a lot. Well, that's good. I don't really like Ralph, but I like her. She's cool. What other hunking log of shit is on the bill for this set of advertisements we watched? HT3, what's that? Oh, Hotel Transylvania. Transylvania. Three. 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 <laughs> Haven't seen the second one. I watched the first one. Oh, the first one wasn't even good, but someone must be loving it because they made a second one and now they're making a third one. Do you reckon Adam Sandler's just pouring the money into it? Is he the Dracula? Like the yeah, main... I think oh. he's the main Dracula. So I think it might be one of those things where like maybe his kids just really like it. So he's like, yep, just keep making these. Maybe. Like, we'll make our money back, we'll break even, and I can go to work every day and get paid, but I don't have to do fucking anything because I'm a voice a actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a Dracula voice. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie looks like... His daughter wants to take him on a vacation because he's been working too hard as Dracula, whatever he fucking does. Yeah, whatever that means. Well, he runs a hotel, I guess. That's what he does. That's his job. So they want to go on a vacation and they end up on this cruise ship with all the characters and it's just like, I don't even know what the plot line is. They go on a They go on a holiday. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look, look at, look at this. There's a stupid joke. Look at this. Oh, someone fell over. Oh, it's a a big dog in a trench coat. Oh, it's a mummy. Hotel Transylvania. (laughs) <laughs> it's a mummy doing karaoke. Oh, done. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be like there's going to be much conflict overarching to make a story. Ugh, not interested. Next. No. <laughs> uh, there's a new Christopher Robin coming out. So this is going to be the best horror movie of 2018. Oh, so <laughs> creepy. It looks terrifying. So it's... Oh, fuck. What's his name? Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. But who plays Christopher Robin? Oh, fuck. Um, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. From such films as Trainspotting and Trainspotting 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are my favorite movies it is in anyway. Fair enough. Yeah, it looks super creepy that the characters obviously CGI. Yeah. And they're kind of made to look like toys, like fluffy toys. But they're too fluffy. Yeah, they look really, really weird. And their eyes are like really small and cr- I don't know. Yep. Not about it. I'm and they're not all watch washed it. out and shit. Yeah. I quite like Winnie the Pooh when I was a kid, you know, like the cartoon, like the books and stuff, but I'm not about it. I don't even really like the story of Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin. I think it's pretty weird. <laughs> what else was there? 
It's just a kid being a kid in a forest, isn't it? That's it. Making friends with strange characters. Why is well, Eeyore, toys, like, aren't depressed? Yeah, the manic depressive bit was a bit weird. Why is Tigger, like, insane? Well, Tigger's got ADD. Why is Piglet, like, this weird child thing? And why is Winnie the Pooh just, like, this overly optimistic drug addict? <laughs> That's literally what it is. Winnie the Pooh. Explained by Kate. <laughs> Pick out one part of that that was incorrect. <laughs> yeah, a drug addict, a manic, a depressive, and a autistic child. Yep. It's just very strange. I didn't even see the rabbit in the fucking mm. trailer. I mean, I talk shit about Winnie the Pooh, but I love Alice in Wonderland, and that's probably a lot worse in terms of fucked up shit for kids, but... Now what are you going to do? <laughs> I think the last one that was in there that's worth talking about is the new Spider-Man movie they're making. It's do you really this... think it's worth talking about? Well, <laughs> I thought it looked really great. So this is the Spider-Verse, is that what it's called? Yeah, so it's basically like Peter Parker's old, and then he goes into another universe i'm pretty sure to find the other spider-mans yeah that's pretty lame it was like the end of the end of the series thing because they went like forward in time and then backward in time and then now they're doing multiverses like it's usually a last stitch to get something done Mm. when they want to reinvent the character but they can't because it's fucking (laughs) spider-man you got to do something so they're just like i'll just put it in a different universe give them slightly different costume or whatever yeah so it's like a new character. Well, it's still Spider-Man, but it's a new kid. He's a child, basically. Yeah. He's like a teenager or something. Spider-Man's supposed to be a child. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really keen on the whole thing, like, but I just thought it looked great because it's it looks like a graphic novel. It's very interesting animation. Yeah, the way they've done it looks amazing. Like, I would just watch it just to see that because when I was watching the trailer, I was like, wow, that looks so cool. Watch it with the sound off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll watch it. I mean, if it comes out on Netflix or something, I might watch it. Why not? But yeah, like not super impressed with the um, the animations that are coming out. Like apart from Incredibles 2, nothing else is, you know, super jumping out to me. What are we going to do if it's shit house? <laughs> you know how long they spent on that? We saw the, the whole like meme of the jumper and stuff. Like they spent so long animating it. Yeah, it's true. It, if they fuck that up, they're done. Not done, but people will riot in the streets. <laughs> It's true. We'll be pretty bad. <laughs> nah, I think they would have spent a lot of time in it. They'll do it right. I got faith. Well, that's good. Let's move on to some music news. Okay. Should we talk about Blackpink first or last? Well, Blackpink is always first in my heart, so we may as well talk about it first. Blackpink in your area. It's not that anymore, remember? Blackpink. Blackpink. That's the one. <laughs> so I think we spoke about them on the last podcast, right? Or the one before or whatever. Mm. But basically, they're this Korean pop band for women. They released a new, I think they call it a mini album, but it's basically an EP. Yeah. Four songs on Friday, 6 p.m. Korea time, 7 p.m. Australia time. Oh, yeah. And they also released a music video with that. So the first song on the mini album was called Do Do Do. Yeah. And they brought out a music video to go with that. Thoughts? It is fucking insane. I reckon we should add it to the list of our reaction music video series that we're thinking about making. Because, holy fucking Jesus Christ. The first set of music videos 
we thought they were like, we're like, this is so extra. Yeah. Korea's going crazy. And like, how can you do this? There's so many outfits and so many locations and shit. They have nothing <laughs> on Doo Doo Doo's fucking video clip. The song is classic Blackpink, like, good, addictive and shit. And then you see this crap that they decided to make. And it is a piece of fucking genius. It's amazing. <laughs> There's so much stuff. And so many things, they basically force you to watch it 10 times just yeah. to work out what's happening. And nothing's happening. Like, n- nothing is going on. You just want to see what they've decided to do. But in one, like, 10-second verse, they'll put one of the women in four outfits. So it's like, boom, 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 boom. And yeah. that's the only time you see them in that outfit. It's, that's the thing is it's the only time it happens. Yeah. Like, there's... I don't know what the animal's called. We'll have to look it up. It's like a little fox dog with big ears. Yeah. And it's in it for two shots. Two shots, yeah. Not even a, not even a second of that is it in. And she like has it and then she pets it and then it's gone and it's never seen again. And the next scene with the, the next woman, she's got a cockatoo on her arm yeah. for one shot and that's it. Yeah, and that's it. Gone. Yeah, and room then, room never used again, outfit never used again. Then she's got a samurai sword in front of a, a pink wall with that's raining pink money for, again, one second. And then she's dressed up like a, she's in like a pink suit and she's got a hammer, but she's in like a classroom for maybe five seconds. Then and then she's in a bank vault she's in a wearing bank a vault. blue outfit. <laughs> oh my God. And you never see any of this shit again, except for in like a half second frame that they put in the end to make it mm. like really fast. It's crazy. And then not your the craziest part. Not the craziest part. There is for maybe a total of three seconds. There is a tank in this video clip. And it's not only is there a tank in this video clip, the tank is covered in tiny little like one inch by one inch mirrors that they've just covered this tank in. <laughs> and all it does is like Jenny, like one of the singers, she's sitting on it, she sings on it for a bit and it runs over some like shopping bags, but it is literally like three to five seconds of this tank. And then it's never in the video yeah. clip again. There's one thing where they're dancing in like a burnt out building they do one chorus in there and it's not even the whole chorus, just one chorus of them dancing and then it's over. The end of it is, the whole end is like one thing, but yeah, it's, it's this huge fuck off, like, I don't know if they built it or if it's animated, I can't really tell, but it's like this huge light structure thing, massive, three stories tall and they're just dancing in front of it and like, oh my God, it is the most fun thing to watch on Yeah. YouTube. You guys have to watch this. If you haven't watched any K-pop videos, seriously, go watch Blackpink, Do Do Do. It, all the videos are just so extra. I don't even know how much money they spend on these things. They must spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mate, they would have spent at least a million bucks on yeah. this video clip. Because think about the cost of all these clothes mm-hmm. that they bought. They're for all four, designer clothes. For four women wearing designer clothes one time in the mm-hmm. fucking video clip. I mean, like maybe the designers were like, you can give them some give for it to free you. for the video, yeah. But then, like all of the sets and all of the dance, mm. like all of the choreography and yeah. all of the props and like all of the rentals of everything, and then all of the animating and like holy shit balls, it's crazy. <laughs> they take it so seriously, and it's great. Like I just can't even explain it. <laughs> I'm so obsessed. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's so much. There's so much, like a ridiculous amount of stuff is happening, but it's great. It's ridiculous. 
I wanted to actually look up how many views that Do 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 has now. So it's been out for two days now. Is that right? Yeah. So it got three, like three point eight million views in the first three hours of being up on YouTube. Which, like, for people who don't know, that's a lot. That is a lot of views. Okay, so now what are they at? It's been out for two days. It has two days. Forty-nine million views. That is a fuck ton of views. <laughs> Yep. That is a lot. <laughs> There's a couple of live videos of them doing it now. Oh, shit, yeah. One of them has 3.8 million views for being out for one day. One of them has 787,000 views for three hours. Mate. Of them performing the song live. And all they do is just, like, dance in their dance studio. And it, yeah. millions, millions of views. Yeah, or they just perform it live and they just get, like, freaking millions of views. Anyway, so that's Blackpink. If you want to get some K-pop, I would definitely recommend them. They're my favorite K-pop band. All their songs are sick. They're the only K-pop band I listen to. <laughs> I listen fucking to amazing. I listen to a few, but they're my favorite. So, and yeah. the music, like, the music itself, is actually really good. <laughs> yeah, it's very dancey. Like it's it's pop, but it's like quite EDM as well. Mm. And there's like some rap in it. And well, yeah, there's it's very lots mixed. of different stuff because they're yeah. just trying to hit a lot of genres at once. It's also different styles, so, you know, mm. you don't get bored. It's very, very interesting. And the music videos make it a million times better. Oh, they are insane. they're crazy and the, the women are beautiful and they wear amazing clothes and they're really good dancers and, yeah, couldn't recommend it enough. Get on it. Get your phone. <laughs> pause the podcast. Go on YouTube. Watch it. Come back. Appreciate. And pause. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed those Blackpink videos. We know you've been watching for the last 20 minutes and we don't blame you. No, good on you. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to another new album that came out that I've been looking forward to for months. Fuck yes. Dance Game and Dance brought out their new album, Artificial Selection, finally. DGD. <laughs> they brought out about four songs beforehand with three music videos, I believe. All great songs, great music videos. Always weird as usual. I was actually going to so bring, weird. I was going to bring in the the album thingo so I could read out some weird lyrics. Oh yeah, but I forgot to bring it in. We can just look it up. All right, you look it up and I'll keep talking about it. So they brought it out a couple of weeks ago now. It's a longer album than I usually enjoy. My favorite albums are ten songs long. Yeah, this one is fourteen, I believe. I really enjoy all of it and. I've listened to the whole thing about 25 times through, I would say. And I still don't really know what my favorite song is. Do you know what your favorite song is? God, no. <laughs> I love all of them. I really like Care a lot. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, it's a bit slow. I don't think I'm really going to like this song. But It's the only one with real fucking lyrics, isn't it? <laughs> lyrics that actually make sense, yeah. Now, classic DGD, though, you have to listen to their songs a few times to really get into them. Oh, man, do you ever? Yeah. And once you've listened to their songs a, f a few times, you're just like, holy shit, this is the best shit. All right, we're scrolling through the lyrics now. Here we go. Here we go. Which one has the weirdest lyrics, do you reckon? Oh, mate, just pick one. That's not care. Go Count Bassie. See what that has. Oh, is this your favorite one? I do like this one. What? Come up in my closet. I'm going to get you fat. <laughs> I can see the orchids blooming out your beautiful crack. Since my head is down my belly, I need big brain snacks. Welcome to my odd city with lopsided loaves. 
What the hell? I haven't actually read the lyrics yet, so I'm reading them for the first time. Because, like, most of the weird lyrics is John Mess screaming. So when yeah. you're listening to it for the first time, you can't really understand what he's saying because he's, like, singing dirty vocals. So you actually have to read them to know what the fuck is happening. Man, he gets away with a lot, doesn't he? Oh, my God. He says some really weird stuff. Yeah. Anyway, what did you think of the album? You it's like fucking it? awesome, mate. We bought the only copy of the album on the north side of Melbourne that Kate could find. Yeah. So I called my usual JB Hi-Fi, like my favorite JB Hi-Fi store is in Brunswick. I called them. They were like, no, we don't have any copies. And I was like, are you going to get any copies? And like, no, we haven't ordered it. I was like, what the fuck? So this dude was like, do you want me to check other stores? I was like, yeah, sweet. And he's like, oh, no stores really seem to have it. You have to go into the city to get it. I'm like, oh. And he's like, wait a minute. There's one copy in Northland. I was like, sweet. So I called Northland and they had one copy. And I said, can you please, please, please reserve it for me? This is at like 12 o'clock or something. Can you please reserve it for me until six o'clock? She very reluctantly <laughs> saved this copy for me and just went to go pick it up. And you said that she seemed like she didn't want to give it to you. I think that the person you spoke to on the phone was the person who gave it to me. And I think that she, the reason that it's at that store is probably because she ordered it. But she could have ordered herself a copy though. Oh, she could easily order herself a copy. But I think she did order herself a copy, but she didn't put it under her name. Yeah. Because when I went there, she like rattled off a list of questions. She's like, I was like, oh, I'm here to pick up. See, it's on reserve and she's like who's it for and i was like oh it's for kate and she's like what's the album called and i was like oh it's this it's by dgd and she's just like oh. and then she went and got it and she knew exactly where it was in the cabinet and she there was no questions and she did not look happy to give it to me yeah so i'm pretty sure didn't come <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's why they were like well, only hold it till six o'clock because that's probably when she went home yeah but the guy, and she got um, so close like i would have got there at 5 45 yeah. <laughs> been like can i have this and she would have just been like fuck god damn it <laughs> But the guy at Brunswick was like, why are there no copies on this side of town? Yeah. So I literally got the one copy on the north side of Melbourne, which it's great that we got a copy, but it's also a little bit devastating because they did not tour their last album, Mothership. They toured the album before that and the turnout was not super great for Australia. And I feel like last time they were just like, fuck it. Like no one really cares. We're not going to come to Australia. And I'm worried that they're going to do that again because... If JB Hi-Fi isn't even ordering their album in, why are they going to choose to fly? It's really expensive for American bands to come to Australia. Like, it costs them a lot of money. Well, they've got to make money. Yeah, why are they going to waste their time coming to somewhere that doesn't even fucking order their albums? So that's really disappointing. That's pretty sad. I'd be pretty sad if they didn't come. Yeah. But, yeah, it was two albums ago. And they couldn't sell at the corner, which is not massive. No. Like, you get local bands sell at the corner five or six nights in a row. Exactly. And you couldn't get DJD to sell it out for one night. I know. That's, That's pretty bad. But maybe, maybe they'll come. I really hope they come. I keep commenting all their photos on Instagram, like, please come to Australia. We miss you. Yeah, that's what makes bands come to Australia. One white woman telling Whatever. them to come to Australia. <laughs> I, also sent, I also sent them a DM. I slipped into their DM, DMs. Ooh. Gross. Wink, wink, wink. wink. <laughs> The other album I just wanted to mention is the presets brought out their album High Vis. Yeah, yeah. On the back of two singles, Do What You Want. And Downtown Shutdown. I 
couldn't remember the name of it for a second. Downtown Shutdown. So it's not the most incredible album in the world. That's what you think. But it's the presets. So it's <laughs> fucking good. The only disappointing thing about the presets is that we are 100% aware that they are not live performers at mm. all. <laughs> it sucks. It's not great live. But they make some really interesting music and it's really fun to listen to. And you can listen to it over and over and over, which we were proven and forced to do when they bought out the last fucking album. And their songs were played on every goddamn ad for any car you could buy. That's true. God, it was fucking annoying. Still, you can't say they don't make a good tune. Yeah, definitely. I really like it. I actually pretty much like all of the songs. They did a couple of collabs as well, which they don't usually do. With Alice? Yeah, they did, they did one with Alice in Wonderland. They did one with DMAs. Oh, yeah. So it seems like they're kind of wanting to, you know, get with the, the kids. <laughs> get with the kids. Do some collabs. Mate, you cannot say get with the kids about those two blokes. Have a look at them. They must be like, they must be almost 40, those guys. Oh, almost I love them. They're great. Dead. Um, but <laughs> listening to this new album has seriously made me like consider giving them another chance to go see them live because... Maybe they're going to try for I this just, one. I fucking love the album. I reckon all the songs are just absolute bangers. Bangers. Seriously, though. I think maybe they'll try. Maybe they'll get it right. Their issue is not that they're awful on stage, but they try to do a lot. I think a lot of their rhythms are done digitally. Because mm. <laughs> the times that I've seen them, they've had a little bit of trouble keeping rhythm. But that mm. could be just like kickback issues and like all that sort of shit. Yeah. They can't hear their own bits and they're just doing parts of it. But they always seem to be trying to do too many things. I think they do too much so that their stage present kind of goes downhill. Yeah. They're just not very, like, exciting to watch. No, not at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll go see them and I'll I'll change my mind. Do we want to move on to the main event? This is going to be a very short one, actually. I think it's about time. So, Incredibles is coming out, but we'd stick with the animation. There's not a lot coming out at the moment. And we didn't think that we could talk for however long about... Just Another Immigrant. Like and we had a, a lot of other stuff to talk about. Yeah. And it's like, Just Another Immigrant's a really good show, but it's not the kind of show we could do a pilot era episode mm. on. Yeah. Because we'd just be like, oh, it's awesome. This is the story. Because it's not... A character. A character or yeah. anything. It's just like, these are the things he's trying to do. So, sticking with the animation, Netflix has released their new show, and it's called The Hollow. Now, looking at it, I thought... They're going to try to make their own regular show or Adventure Time. And it might be really out there and like weird. What's that other one that they're sort of making, but it's, it's kind of like they're not the train one? The same creators as Adventure Time? Yeah. yeah and um, watched... Bravest Warriors and it's like Dimension Train or some... Yeah, yeah. We watched a little thing on YouTube, but I don't think they're making that anymore. I oh my that God. fell by the wayside, yeah. That was fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Bravest Warriors is also incredible. And that train thing, if you haven't seen that, I would... Try to find it. won't be hard to find at all. And we thought, well, I thought maybe it's going to be one of those. Maybe it'll be like really good, like interesting. Like, yeah, it's PG, but maybe there'll be adult jokes in it. Maybe it'll be really funny, whatever. What did you think about it? We originally saw this on Netflix and watched the trailer. Yeah. We were not impressed by the trailer. I thought it looked like absolute crap. Yeah. But I'm actually pleasantly surprised. Are we going to be different opinions Man, on this? Are you fucking kidding me? It was a piece of shit. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It just wasn't very interesting. I have two things 
that I don't like about okay. it. Okay. I hate shows that don't give you enough to grab onto to begin with. When they're like, this is a mystery show. Like, you, do you want to know what happens to these people? Why they're where they are? And like, so they wake up. They don't know their own fucking names. They don't know where they are, why they're doing whatever. They're not even friends. They're just trying to work out. Like, they're not even trying to work out what's happening. They're just trying to get out of there or whatever. But they don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. I hate that shit. I hate in... Uh, Altered Carbon, when it's like they give you fucking nothing and they're like, you've got to learn all the terms and you've got to learn like what this world's about and shit. Like you've got to do that on your own. That stuff doesn't make me want to keep watching shows. It just, I find it slightly patronizing because it's like, oh, we, we made this show, so you're going to watch it. So I don't have to tell you shit. You can just deal with it. Don't like that. And the other thing was like, I was trying to work out who they're making the show for. Are they making it for people in their 20s? Are they making it for kids? Are they making it, make it a cartoon so the kids can watch it, but like make it interesting enough that the parents will want to watch it. Mm. So they're not like, I couldn't tell. It would felt like none of those to me. I know what you mean. I don't really know who the target audience is either. Now that I think about it, but I actually quite enjoyed it. I feel like if it was a live action of the same thing, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. I can, I can totally see that. Yeah, absolutely. But I actually quite liked it. I thought it was a lot better than the trailer made it, made it out to be. The trailer was garbage. Yeah, the trailer was absolute crap. And I was like, I don't even want to watch that. And we kind of just watched it as a last ditch thing because we didn't really know what we wanted to do for this episode. Yeah. We already had heaps we wanted to talk about. So we were like, maybe we'll just make it a miscellaneous episode. And Josh was like, no, no, let's, you know, maybe we'll do the hollow. Like, it'll be quick. We can just watch it in 20 minutes. Yeah. Stick with the animation thing we already got going. I liked it. Like, I'm actually intrigued. Like, I care. You said you're not super keen on how they got there or why they're there but i i am i don't know what the difference is there but i just don't i don't have any investment in these people oh, I so why would it. i care I, um, do you want to keep watching it we we will keep watching it because animation is one of those things that i really enjoy even if nothing's going on yeah because i like how people's brains work when they're coming up with animations and I have a lot of respect for people who do animation like it's fucking hard and I really like to look at it from that perspective, like yeah. see what they're trying to do and try to work that out and see how they feel about like certain things and how things work in space. And stuff. Exactly. You can, all... you can do a lot with it. You can kind of push the boundaries more than you can with like live action. Exactly. Stuff. So like, I as I said, this would be shit as a live action. You'd be, be like, terrible. this is stupid. Yeah. Be terrible. So I think that's good. But all the jokes in it were bad. Like they were shit house. I'm already thinking, like, what if, like, this person's just faking it? And, like, what if, like, this? And, like, so I've got a few of those going on. But I don't have enough yeah. I don't have enough I don't, investment in anybody. I don't like how a lot of the jokes kind of rested on that, that guy's character dumb. that's really stupid. Yeah. Because I'm not a huge fan of just dumb comedy. Like, oh, that person's stupid. Let's just make all the jokes about him. It's not very clever comedy. No. But I really like the other two characters. Like, I really didn't like the stupid character that much. But I like the other two the guy that they meet up with that kind of saves them in that episode. Yeah. He's very interesting. I want to know more about him. Okay. I don't know. Overall, like I would keep watching it. We'll obviously keep, we will keep watching it because I don't hate it. Yeah. And, and it's I, very easy to just smash through. Like yeah. while we were watching it before I was playing Neopets at the same time, but I could still follow it. Yeah. Whereas if we were watching something like, I don't know, anything else that was like a live action drama, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So it was a nice little background animation show. I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up about it? You know what else I thought? Sorry to interrupt, but... That's okay. 
it reminded me a lot like the animation style reminded me of like total drama drama a little bit it's a little bit like that. It's more realistic than that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I see what you kind mean. Kind of a similarish feel, less comedy, but I oh, know I just kind of got those vibes. Anything else you want to say about it? I also lines up with uh, drama, 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 drama. <laughs> I've noticed that they made the female character. They've done the Jessica Rabbit equations on this character. Like she's not a real character. She's of indiscriminate age, mm. so it's sort of fine. But it's just like. Aren't they supposed to be children? Here's a, here's a sexy-ish, Asian-ish girl yeah, for you weird. to look at. And she's sort of like punkish, but she's sort of not. And like, if you're watching this, that's probably what you like. I <laughs> actually love goth GFs are like the thing at the moment. It was really weird. I felt I felt like that was sort of strange. They've got this weirdly sexualized female character who's not. But yeah, that and is, she gives that him like... like um, total she, drama, yeah, drama. And she gives him like dusty-eyed looks and shit all the time. Mm. And like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, total drama, drama. Like, even the dudes in that are really sexualized as well, though, because they've got, like, those triangle bodies, you know? They've yeah. got, like, huge shoulders and, like, abs and, like, little waist and stuff. And then the girls is just, like, boobs. Yeah. No waist, like, just straight and then hips. Yeah. And it was the same kind of thing. I think it's, I don't know, it's just what they're going for. Like, I didn't, it didn't really stand out that much for me, to be honest. It doesn't stand out as much as Total Drama Drama. No, but that's... The out, the This is bodies. the more realistic version of that. Yeah. But it's just... I feel like it's weird how they always try to do that a little bit. Yeah. And it's not like... It's on purpose, but it's not for people to realise. Like, they're trying to do it in a way where you won't realise. Mm. But it's so... Which makes it weirder. <laughs> it's so obvious when you look at it from this perspective. And they're just hoping that a lot of people won't. And a lot of people won't. Mm. Your kids are watching it and... You know, late 20s parents or like people like us have kids and they're watching it because the kids, are they want to watch something animated. They don't want to watch your shit. And you're like, oh, well, we've got to watch something. So people are writing stuff for you, but making it a cartoon for kids. There's always one. Yeah, it's a bit weird. And they're just like, oh, chuck a hottie in for the dads. <laughs> weird. Mm. This makes me feel uncomfortable. But they haven't defined anybody's age. But still... I think they're supposed to be kids, though. They're supposed to be like kids. Like 16, 17 or something like that. Yeah. And it seems like there's going to be some kind of romantic thing that happens, obviously. Well, yeah, there probably is. But yeah, I keep watching it. Can we talk about why they have superpowers? And how lame their superpowers I are, except for the main guy? I think that's part of the show. But like the main guy is, like, super strong. Yeah. And then the girl is good at puzzles and can talk to animals. Yeah. Weird. And the third guy... Invincible. Is he invincible? Or yeah, like... he can't get hurt. I'm pretty sure that's what his power is. That's weird. weird. I think that's just all part of the the show and the mystery. It's like, oh, how did they get these powers? Like, Because they don't even really know who they are. So they could have had those beforehand. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know what the names are. They don't know shit. They keep going, oh, we're not even friends. We don't know each other. It's like, how do you know? You don't know each other. You don't even know your fucking name. <laughs> Yeah, but that's yeah, that's part of it. But that's one of those things that I don't usually like. So if if like you said, if this was a live action show, I would not watch this ever. It would be a hunking pile of steam and shit that I would not go anywhere near and we wouldn't have even watched it for this. Yeah. If it wasn't animated. But luckily it is animated and I'm waiting for something interesting to happen. Mm. <laughs> I feel like they kind of they could have gone a bit better with it and made it a bit more clever and punchy and fun. Pilot episode, they are escaping two things. So the first one is like they're in a room and they have a typewriter for some reason and then they work out, they can get out of the room using the typewriter and then there's poison gas. (laughs) 
so they have to escape this poison gas. Crazy. And then they have to escape, like, demon wolves. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's one episode. <laughs> and now they're in a desert and they have to escape bulls. Talking bulls. Minotaurs. Oh, yeah, minotaurs. <laughs> so on to the ratings. Characters out of ten. Okay. I hate the dumb character. <laughs> but I like all the other ones. All of the jokes are centered around him. So I don't know if it's I hate the character or I hate the way that the show is based around that character. Oh, the character's the worst. But I'm pretty sure the character's fair shit ass. It's like Shaggy if he had been dropped on his head as a child. <laughs> it's yeah. bad. The other two, like, there's no dimension to them because they don't know who they are. So it's kind of hard to rate them. You've got, like, a guy who's the leader and he's the strong one. And then you've got hot Eurasian. <laughs> Smart woman. Yeah. That can talk to animals. For some yeah, reason. For some reason. So in the pilot, bad characters. <laughs> but they don't know who they are. So you've got to forgive it, don't you? I'm going to say 7 out of 10. You're going to seven? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to give it, for the pilot, I'm going to have to give it a five. Okay. Because, yes, it's not their fault because they don't know who they are. How do you write a character who doesn't know who they are? Yeah, it's hard. But, no. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a good rating because you've created this thing for yourself. What about the look of it, like the animation? So, the animation quality. Here we go. Rubbing hands together. So, it's medium low <laughs> is where we sit here. In the animation quality. But it's not supposed to be like... It doesn't have to be fantastic. You've got higher realism than, say, your total drama, but the movement mechanics are the same, which is probably why you think it, you thought of it straight away. Yeah, maybe. Because the way that they move is pretty much the same as the way that they move in total mm. drama. Good. <laughs> Just like any kind of daytime child cartoon. Like, I'm thinking Batman that they play, like... Probably like, yeah... A greedy version of Brave and the Bold. Yeah. It's probably the closest thing you get to it. It's just like real sharp edges. Thick outlines. Yeah. Really defined features on people. Mm, but Exaggerated. Not so much that they look like caricatures, mm. but enough that they don't look like people. Like yeah. The main dude's got a very square head. Everyone's got a very round head and it's very... The animation quality is pretty good. Out of 10? We're still sticking with medium-low. <laughs> so I'd say, like, I'd give it a seven in animation because they Bad. haven't poured yeah. heaps and heaps of time and money into it, but they don't need to. Yeah. I would say the same, probably about a seven. Mm. I like it. It does what it needs to do. And I really like Total Drama Drama, and it reminded me of that. So it was like, yay. <laughs> you can't give shows grades based on what they remind you of. That's rough. <laughs> It's animation. <laughs> if it's a similar similar animation that I already enjoy, it's gonna. You can't take all the benefits of the one you enjoy and funnel its positivity into this one, mate. That's rough. Whatever. That's. Cheating. I did appreciate that they had like, yeah, like a Eurasian girl. Then they had like a kind of dark skin guy and like a Caucasian guy. He remind me of uh, of Jack. Oh really? Yeah, that's how I imagined him. Yeah. I know what you mean. Jack Delaney, watch the show and see if you think yeah. he's like you. Yeah, just punch that fucking grate. <laughs> yeah, you have super strength, mate. Killing it. What if he does have super strength, Jack Delaney? If anybody would, it would be him. <laughs> he's got super like... strength to crush titties. Yeah, to crush titties. <laughs> <laughs> every power, every superpower is a superpower, mate. It doesn't matter what it is. Damn straight. I will just say, though, that I uh, did beat you at beer pong, so... Uh... 
Oh, mate. Better work on that. Throwing sick burns into the <laughs> podcast. All right. So we're getting seven out of ten for look animation. I guess plot is the next one. What do you think about the plot? So Are you interested in what's going to happen next? I feel like I should be more interested, but I'm not. Oh. I know. It's only a 30-minute pilot, so it's not their fault, but I just don't like the wake-up-can't-remember-anything trope. It annoys me. We've got to find out why they've got superpowers, though. You've got to find out how they got there, what's going on with them. Are they dead? Are they alive? Are they friends? Do they have some connection? So there's a lot of things. So I've got to give them that, that there's a lot of stuff to find out. So probably give it like a six. A six? A six, yeah. I'm going to give the plot an eight out of ten. Oh, mate! I'm very interested. You know I love a good mystery. Fucking hell. So overall, what would you give it? What have you done? You've done two sevens and a six, is that right? Two sevens and a six. Overall, did not like it. So... I reckon like five overall. Two sevens and a six, but overall five. The, just the feel of the whole thing. It feels to me like they're going for this, like we're making a mysterious show and you're going to want to watch it, but like kids can watch it as well. And you're just like, kids are not going to give a fuck. Kids are not going to remember like that thing you said in episode one that like at the end comes all the way around and is crazy and like kids... I don't think they'll make it that complex that. though. How, I don't know how many episodes we should have had a look. Not sure. But say it's like two every episode they escape from two things and they learn one thing about themselves. I'm did I give it an overall yet? No. Nope. I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Go on straight on the IMDB. IMDB gave it a seven point seven out of ten. It did from just five hundred of you though. It's fairly new. I think it only came out about five days ago or something. Yeah, it's so that's really why recent. it doesn't have like a lot of reviews. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I quite liked it. I'm excited. I'm gonna watch it. You know that we didn't read the IMDb synopsis. Two. Um, no, there's no point in reading it now. No. <laughs> it basically just says that it's teenagers that wake up in a weird world and they're trying to make sense of what's going on and how they know each other and. Yeah, what it is the show. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you wanted to say about it? I don't know. It doesn't look like it's bad, and it wasn't what I thought it would be. It just seems like effort for no reward. Was it better than you thought it was going to be, though? Yes. Okay. But the trailer did not do it any favors. No, not it at all. Does not have any good jokes in it. It's literally we literally just be watching it to find out what happens. And if it gets to the point where I don't, I care less than I care now. Not fucking watching it. Then I'll just continue watching it on the bus by myself. Fine. <laughs> I think it said it's only eight episodes or something like oh, that. We can I was do. going to look at that, but then I. We can do eight episodes. Is this why you didn't want to talk to me about it once we finished it? Because yeah. you knew that I didn't like it and you liked it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I, for some reason, I just knew. Ten episodes. Ten episodes, okay. Yeah. So five hours. Yeah, that's not that long. All right. Do you want to do the little social media plugs? I don't know what they are. You never do them. No, you can just look us up, you know. Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, any where you usually get your podcasts. If it's got a rating system, five stars would be nice. Subscribe. Subscribe to us on YouTube. That would be really cool. I'm making our second Pilot Area in Japan video at the moment. It's nearly done. We've got all it's start to finish. Just needs a bit of a polish and mm-hmm. then it'll be done and out. You can see the, the robot restaurant craziness. You can see what it's like in the robot restaurant in Japan. It is fucking crazy. <laughs> so look out for that. Like, subscribe. 
smash those motherfucking buttons and shit. <laughs> Jeez, always. Uh, and yeah, we'd appreciate to hear from you if you want to talk to us. Tell I me mean, I'm wrong about 13 Reasons Why. That's probably the most controversial thing we spoke about today. I mean, we are a pair of opinionated assholes, but like, I mean, you know, who else <laughs> are you going to talk to, really? <laughs> Isn't gonna, everyone like that these nobody days? Nobody likes you, so you may as well talk to us. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wish you could have seen the face I pulled then. Mate, I wish I could have seen it. You're bending your neck back so far. <laughs> you know I'm kidding, guys. You know I love you. We appreciate you. We will see you next time. Have a great week. Look forward to talking to you. Bye. Bye.